Welcome back to the Delia Dad Podcast here on episode number 76, Dad. We're on a roll, Dad. We're on a roll. And here we are on Lunes de Apa. You are my Apa. Welcome to this podcast, Apa. <laughs> Thank you and welcome, everybody. And once again, we are now um, enjoying 76. Woo! Wow. I, I was going to celebrate, but I was, I'm going to hold this one to the 77. <laughs> Sorry, 76. Uh, so... Um, Although this one is uh, featured for uh, Monday, May the 16th of 2022, um, we're going to be actually, since we are already in, in, trying to catch up, this already passed. Oh, I forgot to mention. I'm glad you mentioned. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, it's fine. But I've been wanting to say this, and I was like, no, I'm going to say it later. So back in the 74th episode, I wanted to say it, but I forgot. We're going to do a 10-part series called Catch Up. <laughs> <laughs> so this entire 10 episodes, we're going to do this whole series of just reflective catching up on, you know, of, of life and, and the life of dad. And so, yeah, sorry, just going to throw that in there. Good. Because <laughs> it, it, it works for, it, it, well, maybe you can explain it, what we're going to do. Okay, so basically what we're doing is, which I think is kind of cool. Like, I don't think there's a podcast that exists that has so much catching up to do but no on, on <laughs> no but no there isn't <laughs> but i guess this idea of you know that we're actually gonna journey backwards you know while journeying backwards forward if that makes any sense yeah. what i mean is journeying backwards to the day of but journeying forward as we're reflecting on what has actually taken place yes you know like we mentioned in i think episode 74 where you know if you're going to the bible in a year you're, you're reading first kings it's actually the live event, but you're reading Second Chronicles. It's like the recap of that live event, and basically we're Chronicles right now. We're recapping what has happened, yeah. you know. Um, and so, for those who are like what, listening, like, what is he talking about? Why does he keep bringing that? Up? <laughs> okay, basically what we're gonna do it's a reflective series. That I like that. A reflective series. That's it that sounds pretty there cool. Go. There you go. Ta-da. So, ta-da, there you go. Um, dun, dun, dun. Exactly. Where's the clapping uh, sound when you need it? It's that yellow button. Click right. the yellow button. There we go. There it is. There it is. Reflective series that we're going to do for the next several episodes. And I promise it, it, at one point this will end. But for now, enjoy this reflective series that we've been doing, that we've been embarking on these last couple of episodes. But nonetheless, that 76, we're talking about Lunes Yapa, and we get to talk about... Um, I was going to say, we get to talk about one of my favorite sisters, but I can have three favorite sisters, <laughs> four favorite sisters, you yeah, know, four. that we're going to be talking about. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I'm going to let you dive into those things as we kind of like, again, place our minds and our hearts back into that week of May the 16th um, in this reflective series. Well, we're, we're talking about um, something because it is Lunes de Apa. ¿Qué quiere decir Apa? I wanted to use this particular uh, episode to recognize uh, one of our daughters. Woo! And although this is the first teaser and what, you know, it's happening and to tell the story, um, we're going to be bringing her in in the future uh, to actually do an episode on it because it's so powerful, so reflective on, on the reality of her life. And here, um, I'm talking about, I call her Raquelita. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's Raquel. But um, 
The story behind her, I, I, I just have to emphasize that, although she is the first daughter to be born, uh, she was she's the second daughter. Mm-hmm. Because right before her, in between um, Raquelita and Junior, we have Raquel with a G. And those of you who have uh, listened to Raquel's CD, Sin Merecerlo, um, there's a song entitled Raquel. And it tells the story of that first girl that we lost. The first girl that um, didn't get to be born. And we did give her a name and under the um, perception of uh, desire of baptism from both of us, mom and dad, we actually did a performing a little baptism of desire uh, the night before we, we lost her. And, you know, on the last episode of, of uh, May the 9th, um, I wanted to say something, but I said, no, I'll hold it off until the next episode because I wanted to talk to her about Raquelita on this episode. And the thing is that on May the 8th, um, that's when we lost Raquel. It's, it's been a hard journey because when you lose a child, um, the, there, there's, a, there's a huge hole. And our particular story with her is very unique. And, and I can't remember the episode that we talked about her. And, um, but th- th- there is uh, something that we shared, how we lost her and, and how it all happened. But it's not Raquel that we're talking about. It's about Raquelita. When Raquelita was born, it, it was the healing for my wife, Raquel, on the loss of Raquel. Um, since we had lost the child, we had lost the first girl. Um, when Raquelita was born, it was, Mija, your mom's healing that you were born. And um, it's been such a, rejoice uh, with Raquelita because she's the first girl. We already had Junior, you know, and and Junior being the first boy, um, he's the one that had it harder (laughs) for everybody. But nevertheless, you know, he has those privileges to where he's the first, he's the oldest, um, and sometimes he tends to um, overstep his privilege <laughs> and forcing it but nevertheless that's the love that he received and that's the love that he responds to so uh, Raquelita um, is is basically uh, Raquel's healing I can't say it's mine okay I can't say it's mine but um, it, uh, we were scared because we feared that we might also lose Raquelita so all during the pregnancy we had that in the back of our minds so when she was born the the healing kicked in for your mom and uh, those of you who have lost a child uh, I know I know of a woman a dear friend of mine um, she's lost five she's lost five and and it's been hard uh, on those that have lost and have yet to have a child in their arms. And the experience of Raquel um, for us was 
cut short in the sense that we were rewarded with Takalita. And since I carried literally Rangel on an urn, um, carrying Rangelita on my arms of a living baby, living child, um, was a complete joy. So Rangelita plays a major part in, in both your mom and I for that sense of now coming back to having a baby in our arms. So Raquelita has that privilege that, you know, life was able to continue because at one point in the hospital after Raquel, we wanted six kids, but we had doubts. What if this happens again? And when Raquelita was born, it didn't happen then. So there was also the other hope that, no, you know, let's, let's go with what God gives us. And every child is a gift from God. It's a product, it's, it's como dice en español, el fruto del amor. It is the fruit of love. So Raquelita happens to be that for us. And we had our choice with Raquelita being now the first oldest girl, you know, in the family. And, and now with a tribe of eight, one girl in heaven, um, Raquelita, you know, happened to take the role of, you know, that motherly love. And, and, and now at this point, Raquelita, you know, fast forwarding from being born to now, um, she has five kids of her own. And it is a blessing to see that because um, she learned well. You know, she learned well. She embraced life, and that's something that, just like your mom was criticized, okay? I mean, even strong Catholic priest, <laughs> forget about, you know, uh, strong Catholic laity. Oiga, compres una televisión, no, ya son muchos huercos, you know? And it's like, what? You know? I know. So... <clears throat> Embracing life uh, for us was God's gift. Mm -hmm. And Raquelita has done pretty much the same uh, embracing life herself with this beautiful five kids. And for us, um, knowing her passions and knowing her love, um, she dedicated herself right after growing through, uh, you know, uh, a life of a child, a life of a teen, um, fulfilling her dreams as far as what uh, she wanted to enjoy life with in sports and all these things that she was able to do. Um, Raquel has always been known as the girl who does what she wants mm. among her siblings and among her parents. <laughs> and um, Raquelita pretty much, uh, uh, I remember, you know, having her going to college and, and, um, following through on becoming a, a teacher and becoming a coach and uh, that is you know very rewarding and at the same time um, the reality here is that uh, although five years into it five years as a, as a teacher five years as a coach um, both for you know in the areas of elementary middle and even high school um, after the death of your mom uh, after what we all witness um, in the in the healthcare uh, for your mom that you know uh, episodes of caregiving and caretaking for your mom. 
um, immediately after the passing of your mom, Ragalita comes up to me and says, Dad, um, I want to become a nurse. I said, what? Because of mom. I understood. It's okay. And so I already looked into it and da 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 And it's beautiful that um, this past May um, the 18th, we were there to witness uh, her painting as a nurse here at Corpus Christi. And having fulfilled all those moments of studying and group studying and being able to fulfill um, what is required on the medical side to learn all this aspect of nursing and then to witness her graduating on the 20th of May um, mission accomplished you know and that drive of doing what she wants and needs to do so um, I don't want to dig in too much into it because I would like for her to be present for it and there's going to be a future episode that I'm going to have her present in our um, Delia Dad podcast so that she can tell the rest of the story out of her heart. I don't want to speak on, on her behalf, but I want to speak as a dad. One of the things that um, I admire about nurses and the medical field is what I witnessed and what I endured walking together with your mom because of her illness. Not only that, but also the illnesses of so many loved ones that I've been part of. From your grandparents uh, that I journeyed with on a very personal level to many friends that um, I, I journeyed with um, when I was younger than you. And I was given the task to uh, give communion, take communion to the homebound up to 11 people that on Sundays I would take communion to. Um, there were some elderly that uh, they were there at home bound because of their illness, bed bound, and they're suffering. And one of the things that uh, part of the medication of this nursing healing approach was just to listen with them, mm-hmm. sit down and just listen to them. And I think that that was so unique. Um, growing up that to me um, it helped me understand the importance of that so um, I understand the calling from Raquelita to become a nurse and I was so proud on seeing her pinned and um, graduate and it becomes emotional because she did it for her mom for the love of your mom and I understand very well because again I, I, I want to walk with your mom when it came to that breast cancer journey for 11 and a half years until the end. And one of the things that I wanted to do when I was at uh, Laredo ISD, um, we went ahead and started a partnership with different departments. So our department of uh, parent and family engagement department uh, under Laredo ISD we started a partnership with other departments such as the counselors and we did the uh, cicatrices. Um, then 
we we partnership um, also with uh, up to I think there were seven altogether, but one of them was the health services department, the school nurses, and on the school nurses, um, just like La Cicatriz was connected with the actual um, counselors. Uh, I, th I believe the second the second department that we got. Connected and in partnership with uh, special ed, okay, special education, and we did the torta. Mm -hmm. And the torta was basically the torta has two sides. So one side was for the special ed community, and the other side of the torta was for the gifted and talented, and then everything else in between the so-called normal, which is what is normal. Right? Yeah, right. So. Um, we were able to share that with La Torta on that area. But when it came to the school nurses, we created Coritas de Amor. Mm. You know, the word band-aid means healing. Okay, the word band-aid, and, it, and it's an official uh, brand that um, was, you know, created by really, really, really a The story is um, Josephine and Earl. Um, they were responsible. They were credited on the invention of the bending. And being a housewife, she was very, you know, Josefina was very good on taking care of the house and getting it ready for her husband to come from work. Now, here's the catch: her husband Earl. Um, he used to work for a company under the name of Johnson and Johnson, uh -huh. and his job was to sell cotton. That was his job. So there was no internet back in the day, and there was no orders on phone. Okay, it was a service of going knocking on doors to stores. Okay, so Earl would do that and would go and, and sell um, cotton to the stores. That's how the stores had cut. Okay, so over at the house, as a housewife, uh, Josefina, Josephine, she was very good and very candid about taking care of house and making everything proper for her husband to come home. But she was a little bit clumsy, and she was always bumping and cutting herself. And she would kind of wash and take care of that, um, hold it, put something on it. Uh, just to tie it up, a uh, rag or what have you. And then it wasn't until the husband would come home and he would actually treat her with, you know, the bandages that they had at the time and everything. And the bandages basically was a cotton ball and a tape. So she became kind of, you know what? I'm so clumsy. Why don't you leave me here at least, you know, three to five cotton balls with that tape so I can put it myself. And she gave the idea. You should even sell this. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. A year later, the trade uh, was born, and we have band-aids. And there's a rich history of the band-aid. Okay. But on Coritas de Amor. Okay. So what Coritas de Amor basically is a band-aid with a little heart. Okay. That's the nursing program. 
that's the nurses. And one of the things I tried to do with the families, with uh, what I was doing with Coritas de Amor, was introduce everything that the nurse does for their kids at school. Mm-hmm. And the number one thing was that nurses at school are the first responders to the kids. Do whatever medical attention they need. They're the first responders. Yeah, I said, always, always love that reality and you know uh, from being sent to the nurse of having you know under the situation the nurse come to you uh, to assist you that first responders was something that was very tangible you know with 9-11 mm-hmm. and uh, through the course we go to all these breakdowns and just to have parents realize how important the role of the nurse at school is And sometimes how irresponsible we are as parents that if we change phones, ¿Por qué no me hablaron? Because you never gave us your new phone. We try to get in touch with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rule is that you can't get anybody. Somebody is being sent to the house and knocked on the door. And there's an emergency with your child. And all because you haven't been responsible of putting your, your new number with the nurses. Yeah. Then it's with the school. Okay? So... I try to introduce that relationship and understand that this relationship is very important because it's your child. Yeah. Okay? Be best friends with your nurse. Right? And if you have exactly. if you have a child such as Junior in our case or Becky in our case both with asthma they need special treatment. Mm-hmm. They need their inhalers. Okay? As a matter of fact thanks to LISD and the nursing program With Becky, well, yes, no, take it back. With Junior, we advocated and we were able to get to where before the insurance or the medical um, treatment, they will only give you one inhaler per child. And we got into a program that we pushed the idea that we needed two. One for the, uh, for the patient and one for the school in case there was an emergency at school. Mm. And thanks to LISD who kind of leaded that and or hopped on to that particular uh, plan and make it a law, we were part of that. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so um, it, it, nowadays we have that luxury that uh, if a patient, if a student has asthma, there's an availability of having their uh, inhaler at school with the nurses and one with, with the actual patient. Okay. So. Um, one of the beautiful ideas about this was to introduce what each one does and the responsibilities of it. So Coritas de Amor came to be, and, and I, I share all of this because Raquel now is a nurse. Yeah. So we have our own personal Corita de Amor in our family. It's so cool, I'm not gonna lie, especially for us who are um, injury prone. But <laughs> especially you, know, you. Especially me. <laughs> I. So that's cool because I mean, hey, I one of the, one of the cool things about me and my. My, my our tribe is that I think I have the most records of being hospitalized and having you know the most broken bones and the most torn ligaments you know out of most all the surgeries tri- most surgeries that yeah 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 we surpassed that this last last year <laughs> yeah 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 so I mean a proud you know uh, record holder in that <laughs> I mean I'm hoping that it ends that way like it just stops yes you please. know and and so But nonetheless, I mean, it's so cool just to have a nurse, you know, in our family. Because it's like, yeah, like, something happens. Hey, Raquel, what is this? What should I do? And I'm actually, <laughs> I've actually called her <laughs> a couple of times, you know, like, I'm, I'm feeling a certain way or something's going on. 
and I just call her up. And he's like, hello? Like, hey, um, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> so what do I do for this? And she's like, okay, do this, do this, do this. And I love how she's slowly integrating the technical, like the medical terms. And I'm like, it sounds so cool. What does that mean? <laughs> you know? But I, you know what? I've, I've actually always loved the idea of... I. So one of the things I admire about Rachel, I wish I had that same... I'm gonna go do it because I'm gonna go do it. You know, like you mentioned, like she's the one that gets what she wants. And I, because I've always had that desire to be part of something of the medical field because everything's already happened to me, so I kind of know more (laughs) or less what's what to do. Um, But then just like this idea, this reality of just knowing the body, knowing how to take care of the body, and just being that uh, resource to care for the body. Yeah. And like you know, just kind of bringing back to to today's. You know, just last yesterday we had the, the story of the Good Samaritan. Right. You know, the original nurse of you know the story, just healing up the the man's wounds um, with care and love and compassion and mercy. And those were the two key words that Father used in his homily. Just again, this compassion and mercy that all nurses display, or at least should. And I know ours does. You know. Right. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, just a gift to have a nurse in the fact. I low-key always wanted one. Like I've always wanted a nurse in the family, and you were like our always our you were always our 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 unofficial doctor. Yeah. Hey, Dad, what what, what do I take, or how much can I take, or hey, my stomach's hurting, what do I take? And you're you were our uh, unofficial official pharmacist. <laughs> Don't say it too loud. <laughs> um, prescribing. <laughs> No, but it's so good. It's so good because it's it's just true. And again, that's just kind of like, you know, as as a dad, the life of dad, you become all those things. You become the um, the doctor, the nurse, the uh, the the coach, the teacher, the um, the engineer, yeah. the home improvement guy, the all of the above. Just the list goes on and on. Right. And that's just the life of dad. You know, and that's just <laughs> that's just awesome. Just to kind of reflect on those things that I hadn't really thought about for a while. But yeah, just but to also finally just at the same time, you be able to kind of like help raise a nurse, you know, because I'm sure a lot of her, her her drive, her motive, her her desires must depend from those memories of hey dad, what do we do when this happens, or what do we take, or waking up in the middle of the night, dad, um, what can I take, you know, and there you go, getting out of bed, walking over to the cabinet because it was dark and. Um, so yeah just those beautiful memories there's no doubt in my mind that she used that as motivation to kind of get the job done and of course just mom's mom's witness to her as well and I wouldn't even be surprised if it was mom telling hey do it yeah as a matter of fact I want to I want to add here that out of those things that you just shared that's why this podcast is named that way really at that yeah Oh my gosh! Yes, it makes no, and it makes so much sense because it's true. Like every, at any given moment, it was like, "Oh, delay that." I, I don't know, delay that. And like, okay, I will. And I mean, teaser. We're getting ready for um, can they call that? Yeah. <laughs> so more on that later. But yeah, of course. Ah, just a gift, you know. At the end of the day, it's a gift to be able to just have a nurse. Um, in the family, uh, takes after our our Patch Adams. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> what a gift! 
Yes, and I'm hoping that um, this has been pretty much enough of a teaser uh, when it comes to this particular uh, podcast, number 76, on, on Lunes de Apam, on bringing about Raquelita's newest journey to where now she's a nurse and, and doing a very good job. Uh, there's one more hurdle to take care of so that she can enjoy all the pleasures and all the actual gifts of life and love that uh, a nurse, uh, Curitas de Amor, actually indulges in. But um, I, I just wanted to, to, again, bring this teaser because uh, in the near future, we're going to bring her up and so she can tell her story. And obviously, because right now we're doing the actual catching up, you know, we're trying to have our, our segments into a 30, 35 minute uh, span. And um, once we go back into our normality time, so we go back to the 45 minutes to 60 minute, you know, sequence. But right now, um, I, I just wanted to tell the story a little bit about that Curita de Amor in our family, that nurse in our family, and, and that we're so very proud of her. Mm -hmm. And that we praise God and we acknowledge the tremendous support from her husband, Oscar, and the entire family of hers on making this possible. And yes, her tribe, you know, mm -hmm. her siblings yeah. and, and, and dad in, in, in supporting all this. And I'm pretty sure she will actually share most of, of those personal notes when, when she comes aboard. But um, this is coming up very soon. And uh, we thank you for listening. So, Beto, so you can wrap it up. Well, I was going to kind of throw you a curveball if it's okay. That's fine. And I don't know if you're going to be ready for this, but it's okay. Here we go. Um, I was going to wait till the episode dedicated on actually her birthday, you know, for this. But I think it's, 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 it's this is kind of her episode. I kind of want to do what we did with Rita's episodes and all of hers was like specifically her birthday. Here we're talking about Raquel and this is like her episode. You know, and although again, we, we're gonna have a chance to record an episode that's dedicated on her birthday, and we're gonna give her a shout out and everything. But I want to yeah. take this episode in particular to toss it over to you. And one of the things that I, I want to do is I want to just have this moment to simply this is from Dad to Raquel. So I want to want you to just I know you're not ready for this, and I'm. I'm probably a swirl of emotions going through your mind and heart right now. But like you mentioned and in times past, that this podcast is here for, for us to be able to, for you to leave behind as well. That later down the road, we get to hear these things. And that's been in my heart. Every episode, it's in my heart. And it's like, okay, well, we always want to try to see what, what iconic phrases he's going to say now. Like, what, what are we going to like work on you know what I mean we get to like look forward to it. and so I, I kind of want to just open it up for you and kind of like move aside the mic from me and just this is from dad to Raquel I think that one of the iconic things that Raquelita and I have and uh, is very powerful and it's the beginning and end for any of our greetings is the hug el abrazo it has a very deep meaning and she knows it uh, there's there's been an episode in, in our lives that the abrazo brought real power to the word of 
the word forgiveness, to the word acceptance, to the word we will continue. Um, I think that that's the best way to describe um, in, in one phrase, in one word, el abrazo, the hug. And she has kind of put her eggs into this basket of a hug to where the moment she gets off the car coming from out of town or me arriving at her house it's running up to that hug and it reminds me of the times that coming from work dad is home you know they would run up to dad and he gave him a welcoming and gave him a It's now it's more surreal because it's done as a must, as the first, and as the last, you know, in, in, in departing and going our different ways. So the power of that hug um, for us is very meaningful. And, and one of the things that, you know, as a matter of fact, when one, the very first time and only time, well, that I went, well, yeah. Uh, the time that I was invited uh, by uh, Pat Campos to deliver the main keynote speaking to the um, parent conference of Laredo ISD uh, for the parents, um, it was called El Ultimo Brazo. And you played a beautiful song with your mom as part of that. Well, the brazo has always been there. And, and in preparing for that particular presentation of the abrazo, El Ultimo Abrazo, I learned that a hug doesn't need any translation. Un abrazo no requiere ninguna traducción de ninguna lengua. An embrace, a hug, is understood. I also learned that an embrace is a, a hollow and a goodbye at the same time. And it's a power. And it's understood. Without speaking a word, it's understood. So I think that um, in in Raquel, as you have witnessed, or you have shared we, with me at the very moment and put me in the spot, <laughs> um, with Raquel is, is that, that with her, I've learned to value the, the embrace because of how she has taught me And I had to learn how to value this embrace. So, el abrazo de Raquel, like el abrazo de todos, you know, with all of the tribe, she has, you know, brought up to this level on understanding how precious and powerful that is. And now that I can give an embrace to, um, to Raquel, uh, that's the first thing we started to do as a family right after her passing, remember? That if you see um, among your siblings, somebody, a gesture, um, something that looked like your mom, and you saw your mom in them, just come up to them and say, can I get a hug? And that other person, without saying anything, would just would give that hug, would embrace. And there was nothing to be said because they understood that they saw something and they saw mom in me, and I'm sharing mom with them. And it's something that it's come to that powerful reality in our family. 
so we have embraced it. we've become a bit more you know like that and we have treasured and I think that this has been pretty much a learning experience from our experience between a father and a daughter when it comes to Raquelita el abrazo the embrace the hug So, um, there's so many, but I, 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 there's so many things that I would like to share, but I would like to do that once she's present, okay, so that we can um, make that more tangible and real, and real, really. Yeah. So, want to close? With that, Raquel, I'm so proud of you. Thanks for being mom to us. And we can't wait to see how many lives you get to save, how many lives you get to impact, how many souls you get to save as well. And thanks for being an image of mom for us, as we can take notice with your tribe. And we know that um, a lot of mom's imprints are in you. And so you're a gift proud of you on to the next